Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today, we are excited to bring back Glenn Dane, Principal Investigator and Director of a new $52 million National Science Foundation Engineering Research Center called Hybrid Autonomous Manufacturing, Moving from Evolution to Revolution, otherwise known as HAMMER. The Ohio State University is the lead institution of a consortium that is dedicated to quickly transitioning new manufacturing processes and technologies to manufacturers' use. Glenn is the Mars G. Fontana Professor of Metallurgical Engineering at Ohio State and was Ohio Manufacturing Institute's founding executive director. He has served as a leader in several Ohio State programs related to manufacturing technology development, including the Center for Design and Manufacturing Excellence, the OSU Honda Partnership, and the Lightweight Innovations for Tomorrow or LIFT Manufacturing USA Center. His research includes electromagnetic and high-velocity impulse-based metal forming. He earned his master's and doctorate in material science and engineering at Stanford University. Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Catherine. Thanks. Great to be here. Let's start out with the mission and the goals of the Hammer Engineering Research Center. Okay. So the two things I'm most excited about with this program is, is number one, it should be a 10-year run. Provided we get through our our renewal in five years, which is taken very seriously, we have a 10-year run to do something, some really serious things. The other thing I'm most excited about is that we have great people from from five institutions, Ohio State University being the home institution, Case Western University, Northwestern University, uh, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, and University of Tennessee, Knoxville. All all five places have awesome skills, complementary skills, not not the same things, and we're bringing them all together. Um, And what we're bringing them together for isn't just research like most National Science Foundation programs, but there's really four elements that are all supposed to really improve the United States, improve things for average people. It includes really a foundation of research, and then uh, there's workforce and education development really for engineers, um, engineers and people on the track towards engineers, uh, becoming engineers, Uh, a uh, uh, Culture of, of inclusion and diversity is important within this. And then we have to build an innovation ecosystem that really is the base of all of this, where companies come together, we develop a culture of sharing and trusting and moving technology forward and trying to put something in the United States here. So that's the you know kind of the, the big thing, to really make the world a better place. And, and NSF is, is behind us on this, and we're really happy NSF is, is doing things this way. Um, and specifically what we're doing is we're trying to reinvent manufacturing here in the United States. Um, as we know, over the past, since about you know, 1990, we've had this continual, continual bit of offshoring, and the United States used to lead in things like structural materials and big castings and so forth. Right now, China is producing about four times the tonnage of uh, cast and forged parts that the United States is. This is a supply chain problem. It's a risk for uh, national security. A lot of issues go along with this. But at the same time, things have dropped to the point where I think we can actually reinvent and reinvest and bring things back. So so what we're doing is trying to think broadly about what what next generation manufacturing should be, and we're going to build that. And we believe that's what we call hybrid autonomous manufacturing. So hybrid means multiple processes, um, the thing that everybody has learned about lately is additive manufacturing. Uh, it, it's, it's wonderful, but it's not 
everything. It's, it's hard to scale to really big parts. It's hard to make it really inexpensive. Um, there's a lot of issues, but, but so what we want to do instead is say that fits in part of things. Sometimes you add, sometimes you subtract, which is CNC machining. And the thing that's really kind of been left behind is we do a lot by deformation, like blacksmiths used to do, and we do with open die forging and closed die forging. And there's really new ways of doing that. So the hybrid is bringing all of these processes together. And then the autonomous part is try to take what an artisan used to be able to do or, or still can do, but take the skills of an artisan and put that in an automated system. And that's what we want to do with uh, the autonomous part and make that so it's, it's really learning and getting better. And what goes on in one facility can kind of go up to the cloud and be deployed at another facility. So we're sharing that learning from one place to the other. So that's the big, big idea of what we're doing. So would it be putting words into your mouth to say that this is the next generation job shop? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily next generation job shop. I mean, part of that is, I mean, there are other projects going on to try to take, you know, and, and, and automate machining to a higher degree and make that more efficient. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about really a paradigm of how we look at manufacturing. And then we think there will be spin outs and education and we will be, you know, um, going, uh, bringing this into other job shops. And, and so, you know, a job shop I think of as being, you know, kind of this independent, independent shop that works for multiple clients. And it could be that, but it just as well could be something that, uh, you know, sits within a larger, larger manufacturing enterprise or, you know, sits, this technology could sit at like the forward operating base in a military installation where they need to make a, a whole bunch of different things. And, you know, so, so it has a lot of character of a job shop, but uh, we've got to, got to, got to rethink. And, you know, these are all areas that have not changed a whole lot since, uh, you know, since the 1940s, really. If you think about casting and forging and, you know, you go back in the 1940s. So, so the good news, these are areas that are really ripe for disruption in, uh, you know, startup language. Really, really uh, very ripe for that. Ultimately, what is the value proposition of this center to manufacturers? So the value, okay, so the value proposition to society in general is something that's more robust, greener, you know, supply chain issues go away and we bring back good, good jobs. Um, for smart uh, companies, I think the value proposition is this is an area to watch, to invest in, to stay close to us and uh, learn where the next disruptions are going to be and we want to get that out. So you know, we're doing this very much as a, as a public, you know, public service and that's, that's our role in all of this. We're, we're getting uh, taxpayer money to, 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 to do all of this. So we want to bring people along and train them and show them what's next and that's, that's our, our role in the whole, in the whole picture. I sat in last week on uh, on what is called uh, Hammer Time, and that's where all the research thrusts come together and report out on the on the advances they're making. Already impressive what is happening there, and uh, you know I, I I know that a lot of this is is happening and, and very much focused on manufacturing processes. So how will Hammer revolu revolutionize those processes? Okay, so so let me first kind of get pitch for hammer time so it, you know, it is the, the, the cheeky MC hammer riff you know, we got a lot of cheeky acronyms and all of that uh, we, we got to do that but but what this is is it's basically a public once a week um, once a week uh, and we'll have a few break weeks here and there around holidays and so forth but but once a week public presentation of what we're doing what we're thinking about bringing in people from all five of the core institutions and bringing guests in from the outside to talk about what they're doing. And um, it will broadcast live every Thursday at, uh, at uh, was it three o'clock or four o'clock? Um, 
we'll often do these down at the steam factory and this is our public out, output of what we're, what we're doing. Um, and then the value proposition, we're trying to roll into that. So um, uh, that we we're trying to show that. So the, the, the near-term value proposition, I think, will be mostly in the kind of the educational programs and so forth. But again, this is a 10-year National Science Foundation program. So you know, I don't want to set the expectation that we've got a whole lot of short-term wins for, for small manufacturers. So we, there are some. And I think it's more, you know, trying to show people what's next and try to do the training around that. But these are ideas that we think are going to roll out over time. Um, we have roadmaps for each of the technology areas that we're, we're following. And there will be some, some short hits and some, some longer-term hits. And, um, you know, so, you know, what we're really trying to do is, again, this integration of making something by possibly doing additive manufacturing, doing some deformation processing on it to reduce the number of voids, to improve the microstructure, to get close to tolerance, and then possibly some final machining. And how do we chain those things together to make really awesome parts with one kind of a one, one system? And eventually, um, you know, we, we hope that we will be developing uh, systems to do this and get those out into, um, in, into the hands of manufacturers, and that's the long-term Piece. And again, um, what we're really blessed by by the, this, this investment from NSF is it's 10 years, multiple universities, lots and lots of smart people that we get to work with. And uh, we want to do big things, not uh, you know, short-term. You know, um, you know, it's, it's really not a, a short-term project, but, but revolutionizing is a, you know, right there in the title. That's what we want to do. Yes. Uh, revolutions take time. And even taking time, but uh, <laughs> and even with that, I mean, the intent of the center is to speed up the changes happening in advanced manufacturing, especially with Industry 4.0. Correct. Yep. Yep. You bet. So yeah. So all of this, all of these issues with how you take data, store the data, learn from the data, all, everything that's part part and parcel of Industry 4.0, and this is part of the tagline. You know, the the acronym engineering we've done is hybrid autonomous manufacturing, moving from evolution to revolution. The evolution has been in all of these subsidiary things like sensors and data and cloud storage and artificial intelligence and all of that. And what we, where we see the revolution of all of that is to enable this, this autonomous manufacturing where eventually you can say, I need this part, here are the engineering criteria, and a system just like AI can paint a picture for you now that's, that's more beautiful than, than you could ever do or at least I could ever do. Um, the, what you can do then is, is have it design that process and execute that process much the way a skilled artisan would. And, you know, what a skilled artisan can't easily do right now is collect all of that data to show that there are no errors or where the, where the, where the uh, weak parts might be. And we'll have that, that entire data package that can be then, then moved out. So that, that's where we're going. That's the big, big 10-year, um, big, hairy, audacious goal in all of this. Hence the, the word revolution. Hence um, revolution. Yes. Uh, how will Hammer also revolutionize the existing mechanisms that universities are using to engage industry? Do you see changes there? You bet. You bet. So one of the things we've committed to NSF on is that uh, we will have a, um, a separate, uh, separate corporation that does the IP holding for all of this. 
Um, you know, it, typical thing is everybody gets non-exclusive rights to whatever is developed, all of the uh, all of members. And that's kind of an admirable, it looks okay on, on first blush, but if everybody has rights to everything, nobody really has rights because everybody can be undercut. You really need somebody to take the, the risk to go forward and invest in these technologies. So we have to be in a position where we can, we can give exclusive rights to a given company who will take the vanguard and actually make these things happen. So we are very thoughtful about that. We're working, um, this is the highest priority thing on my plate right now is working with our university uh, attorneys and so forth to do this fairly unusual thing. And, and that's that's where we're at right now. So um, it's, it's, it's not easy, but it, if, it, if it were easy, it wouldn't be fun, right? So Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so stay tuned on that one. Um, the uh, we you had talked at the beginning about workforce development, so let's focus yeah. on that a little bit. Um, you know, will Hammer provide intersections between the emerging emerging research that's happening and the workforce development component of that? Yeah, there there absolutely will be, and I think we need uh, people like uh, who are generalists in this. Or there's, there's I think two real problems. So number one is we just plain don't have enough people coming in. I mean, there's, we're probably about 100,000 people short. We're trying to build ships and submarines and all of these things. And everybody is, is really worried about where are these people going to come from. And, you know, the message is there are great jobs for people that just don't want to spend their lives looking at glowing rectangles if they actually want to get out and do things, um, that, that there are great jobs out there. So we are going to be working hard with you know, K to 14 to try to get more people in. And then we will be working to teach what I call liberal STEM skills, liberal meaning that they can be broadly applied, not, uh, you know, the specific code. So we want to have people that are, um, you know, that have good knowledge of things like digital systems, uh, mechanical systems, shop math, you know, being able to do things simply like use units to figure figure out uh, math. If you can do that, you're halfway to being a PhD. Um, wouldn't, it's amazing how many PhD exams we have trouble with. People just can't work the units in their equations. So, so the, 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 those liberal STEM skills that allow you to build most anything are what we're really going to be uh, working on. Those are the people that really drive innovation. I know that the Bachelor's of Science and Engineering Technology program that you're doing has a lot of the same kind of DNA in it, and um, you know that's something that we want to stay close to and make sure thrives. I think that's one of the most exciting things the university is doing, actually. And this is something that you've been working on for quite some time, right? I mean, you've been working with K through 12 teachers to get material science yep. lessons yep. into the classroom. Yep, yep. So I've been working with ASM Materials Education Foundation for uh, at least a decade now. I'm the, the, the past chair of that uh, of their of their foundation board, and now they've been doing great things. And, and as a result of that, um, you know, we teach material science to many high school teachers about, you know, pre-pandemic it was about 70 high school, about, no, sorry, about 700 high school teachers every summer at about 40 locations were given 40 hours of material science education. And that's done some incredible things here in Ohio. That's been where we started to get uh, material science courses taught at several high schools, including Upper Arlington and Westerville and, and places like that. And it's really been um, uh, very good for students love it, teachers love it. And again, it's it's giving authentic, hands-on experiences and how we do materials and processing and uh, gives students uh, motivation to move on. 
into uh, all, all kinds of careers, you know, from skilled trades to PhDs and everything in between. And, and by gosh, we need them all. And do you think that Hammer will be able to quicken that pace from the research to pedagogy so these technologies can be taught more readily in schools? Yeah. No, I think we, you know, I, I think the, the pedagogy we do right now, I, I, there's nothing wrong with doing things on blackboards and VR and so forth, but there's a whole bunch of things that you just, you can't teach unless you do things with your hands. You just have to, you know, there's all these these things that you just, no matter how smart you are trying to build a VR program, you know, the dog bumping into something and knocking it over, although you wouldn't have a dog on a manufacturing floor. There are all of these these little things that, that, that happen that you've got to gotta kind of build that, that situational awareness for that uh, only comes from actually doing things. And so I'm a big believer in the, the doing things. And and, and the other the other part's important too, but you can't you can't have zero doing things as part of a of a meaningful curriculum. Well here's my dangerous question of what do you see Hammer looking like in 10 years? In 10 years, I am hoping that we have multiple companies that have spooled out from us. I'm hoping that uh, we have these manufacturing systems. You know, in the education part, we're doing something called Pet Fabs, uh, physical exploration and training, factory artisan boxes, which is kind of one of our things. We're hoping that these are in multiple educational institutions. This, these are systems that can be do deformation processing, um, in a way, something like uh, additive manufacturing machines, the old MakerBots did. That's something that we're, we're moving towards. We're hoping that that kind of training is common. We're hoping that the technology is common. And we're hoping that, that, that when you're just a user of parts, you have new ways of, of getting locally sourced, high-quality certified parts. And that, that will apply to um, you know, applications in, in ships and aircraft and operating rooms and all of those kinds of things. So... Uh, that's where we're hoping to be. We've got, we've got big big ambitions with, with all of this. And if you were to make a, a pitch, what would be uh, your ask of manufacturers who would want to become partners? Uh, come come join us. Uh, so the two easiest ways of doing this is we got a, a website, uh, hammer, uh, hammer.osu.edu. If you want to join our mailing list, hammer at osu.edu. Just send us a note. We'll put you on the mailing list. Uh, we will not drown you, nor will we sell any of your data. We wouldn't even know how to do that if we wanted to. Um, so, um, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll just stay with us, and uh, we'll get you onto the, the list and then allow you to join, join Hammer Time and, and, and such. Um, real memberships get you into meetings and, and further further things that aren't uh, kind of these, these uber public events. And those uh, memberships, we've made the base memberships very inexpensive. If you're an individual or interested company, there's as inexpensive as two hundred dollars a year. And uh, if you uh, if if you're a big Fortune five hundred company, I think it's uh, five thousand dollars a year. And then if you'd like to go further and have a piece of un- helping craft our research agenda, we have uh, another uh, technology leader uh, level that you can talk to me about. And then uh, we're also trying to stand up this. IP holding company, which uh, will be doing other things as well. So, so we've got multiple ways in. We want to be as open as we possibly can and share the base ideas, but at the same time, we want to structure things so that they can be invested in and grown, and that's really important also. So we're trying to span both ends of that and have serious programs on both, both sides. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Glenn, for spending time with us, and we'll bring you back to find out how it's going. Look forward to it, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you.